And he wanted me to, can you uh, write down his, just in case he doesn't come in the room, his email address, and I can do an invite from the computer. Oh, I got his email address. Okay. Yeah. But he should come in. Okay. What's his, e What's his email? Because <laughs> uh, mm -hmm. he still got the same one. For oh, one. okay. But hey, let me get it for you. Dave's email? Yeah. D Rome 7. You said D Rome yeah. 7? Yes. Is that Yahoo or Gmail? It's D E R O M E seven at Yahoo. Okay. You know when you're back on. Okay, back on. <laughs> All right. Welcome back. Back on the box. Live. Y'all missed that first few minutes. We talked about everybody. Mamas, daddy. Welcome to METV. And we are glad to be here. Uh, I am your host, Calvin T. Mann. The T is for timely, terrific, uh, troublesome, and tantalizing. I had to throw that last one in there just for myself. <laughs> and our co-host, co-hostess, with the mostest, Queen Heather Miller is in the building. <laughs> and then our brother Dave should be in the room any minute. And it's on and popping. So our whole conversation today uh, will be about technology. We switching it up. <laughs> We switching it up to technology globals, right? <laughs> and so, uh, Miss Heather, how are you today? I'm great, thank you. Man, that first half was that was so hot. <laughs> <laughs> we having an instant replay. Yeah, that was so hot. So, um, we're talking about preparing for the holidays, and we're glad you're here. And uh, maybe I need to tell Dave to check his email, huh? Mm-hmm. 
Well, while you're doing that, I will continue and just talk a little bit about our topic today. But of course, first, I want to thank our engineer, Monique, for being here with us and taking such good care of us and making sure that we make this show happen. Part two, right? (laughs) (laughs) And our subject today being preparing for the holidays. And so I know... uh, I'll just say this right quick. My, my son had an issue with the holiday music starting uh, so early in November. And he said that um, he didn't want to celebrate until it actually happened. So, And he didn't appreciate the Christmas music before Thanksgiving. So he's really annoyed by that whole process. <laughs> he was annoyed by the snow and the cold coming before December, uh, what is it, uh, winter? December, what, 21st? I think it's December 21st. It's the first day of uh, the winter. winter. Christmas, just say Christmas (laughs) without the one you love. New Year's, just say New Year's. Well, if Dave was with us, I'm sure he would uh, jump into that song. Oh, yeah. Dave got them uh, songs. Like I told you back, they was choir directing uh, Crisis Choir. (laughs) A.D. (laughs) <laughs> the same ones y'all playing on 103.4 or 7. 100.3. 100.3, where they had a can, a stick, and they made music sound beautiful. <laughs> one can, one stick, and a cymbal. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. That's right. So that's how we prepare for the holiday. <laughs> Hurry up out there. Put your leaf shoe on. Run out there. Get you a cymbal. A rock, a stick, right? And you're going to make all the music for the choir. That's how they came up with the screws. Like, that's how they came up with the movie for the screws. It was like, bah humbug. We're going to make this movie called The Screws. And here's what we're going to do. We're going to have this man slide in on his belly, tiptoe into the house, snatch trees, isn't that Candy? the Grinch? Yeah. That's the Grinch. The Grinch. That's not. <laughs> wow, you need some practice with your holiday uh, hey, movies. <laughs> the Scrooge. You need a refresher. <laughs> the Scrooge and the Grinch. They're the same people. <laughs> One just a cartoon, right? <laughs> Imagine if the Scrooge was a cartoon. We're going to have him crawl in on his belly and snatch Come here, little child. (laughs) Anyway, how do you prepare, right, for Christmas, right? And uh, what do you, hey, you know the conversation I really want to have since we only, you know, we didn't turn this thing into a whole other segment. (laughs) Who puts sugar in macaroni and cheese? Nobody I know. Oh, man, got a great one. (laughs) <laughs> right when people when you were diabetic right and remember back in the day it was called sugar diabetes right it was sugar diabetes it wasn't diabetes a1 and diabetes a2 i'm sure you didn't understand that i'm saying <laughs> they called it sugar diabetes right <laughs> and what's crazy is Somebody had to pay the hospital medical industry off for them to stop using the word sugar, right? Because since then, everybody got it. It's like diabetes is handed out uh, everywhere, right? 
Oh, you, you knew? No, you are borderline diabetic. Well, I wonder why, right? But just to tell you, one day we had this family out and we at the church. And I buy this pan from Capone because he make this great uh, buffalo macaroni and cheese, right? So I, I buy this big old pan of buffalo macaroni and cheese. We come in, we set it. Now, my family can cook. But on this particular day, it's macaroni and cheese and the buffalo mac. So, of course, you see macaroni and cheese, you know, it's supposed to have the seven layers and everything, right? So, the first couple of people about to get the macaroni and cheese and sit down at the table. So, I come in the door, and I don't see nobody eating the macaroni and cheese. I'm like, what's wrong with this macaroni and cheese? Nobody's eating it, right? So, I go back. The buffalo mac is disappearing by the, by the minute. Man, this buffalo macaroni and cheese good. Bub, you done bought it. My nickname is Bub. It's Bub, right? So you done bought this, this macaroni and cheese, it's good. Why y'all not need this one, right? So then I scoop the other one out of courtesy, puts it on my plate. <laughs> I hit this macaroni and cheese. It was it was like eating candy corn. <laughs> it was so much sugar in the macaroni and cheese. I'm like, what is going on? Well, here's what happened. Diabetics high sugar in macaroni and cheese. Did y'all know that? Mm-hmm. So I'll, I'll make the macaroni and cheese, but I'm gonna put some sugar in here <laughs> so I can add some sugar to my thing. So, needless to say, that was a to be quiet. But me, I don't know how to be quiet, so I went to cracking jokes, right? But cut it out, right? Because that's what I do. I come in, I sit down, I sit at the table. We go to Target, and then I go to snapping, right? That's what I've been doing since I was a little boy. Right, we gonna snap on the food. We gonna snap on what pair of pants you got on. Like we snapping, and that is another moment in the man family setting. The family tradition. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. I used to. That was my thing. I did a whole comedy tape at fourteen on the whole family, and they played it at the family reunion, and it was a hit. My mama didn't know about it, so she had me erase it. <laughs> I could have been Dave Chappelle before Dave Chappelle. You see what I mean? <laughs> but that's another story. How about preparing for the holidays? Um, so <laughs> I, I got to unravel from the sugar macaroni. <laughs> oh man, it's the worst. Well, I mean, everybody's everybody's culture, their acceptable culture is different. So someone's acceptable culture has sweetened macaroni no, cheese. No, 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 no. It was really from the diabetes. There's no question. That's not what they normally make. They just call themselves hiding it. They thought they could hide it. You know what? I can't have no sugar, so I'm going to put it over here. I'm going to tuck it in the macaroni and cheese. And ain't nobody going to notice. Well, yeah, everybody noticed. And it was hilarious. Like, why y'all not eating this? Because I'm loud. Why y'all not eating this macaroni and cheese? What's up? And we're going to go ahead and hold your family skips this episode. Okay. <laughs> so thank you, Calvin, for that and embedding that in my brain now. Um, so preparing for the holidays. Um, one of the ways that we prepare for a holiday, I was talking about earlier, non-traditional families and kind of what that means. And, and I was also asking for you all to keep your mind and your heart open to not put judgment on things like the sugar macaroni and cheese. <laughs> That's a family tradition. So to remove the judgment, and when we talk about judgment, we're talking about the good, the bad, the right, or the wrong.
So kind of suspending that judgment on what we're talking about today. Um, so the first one is uh, non-traditional families. And so a non-traditional family that we're talking about today is the family that you grabbed in and the way that you build your family unit. So we're talking about, um, I was using this example earlier because this is my situation in my family. I have a, a cousin that was really raised as a sister. So she's a part of when we do things about uh you know, our parents or we do things as a family and we're talking immediate family, she is also grafted in as immediate family. Even though her father was my uncle, um, she is and, and sees my mom and dad, although she calls them uncle, she still sees them as her parents. And so she's a part of, and she makes us also a part of a non-traditional family. The non-traditional family are the neighbors who you graft in. So we have neighbors who have been part of our family for the last 10 years since we moved next door to them. They had a, a history of, uh, they lived in the neighborhood for a good 30 years before we, of course, before we even got there. So they are a part of our family. And so how you graft people in also helps to create a family unit, but also it's a non-traditional family unit. You think traditional family unit, mother, father, children, um, even people who have extended generations in their household, is a non-traditional family unit. That means your your grandparents, maybe your great-grandparents all live together. Those are considered, some some considered non-traditional family units. And so, and you could also have, uh, you know, two two moms or two dads in a household. And so we're just talking about the thing that is, uh, that we use to, or the measure that we use to create family. And so again, not judging how that family unit comes together or how you're grafted together, but acknowledging that this is family. And so I think that's important for us to understand um, and to really look at and appreciate because I don't think we give enough appreciation to who the ones that we are born into, the families that we're born into and those that we choose to have a part of our lives. And I'm sure um, everybody has some level of situation where there are people who you grafted into, maybe it's a best friend, grafted into, and that now, you know, you consider them family as much or more than whoever might be for you, flesh and blood. So I'm sure other people may have that experience. And so this is just to acknowledge that families come in a different type of unit. It's not necessarily a traditional unit. So when you say that, though, right, when you when you say all that, like, while you was talking, I was thinking, good times, anytime you get away, good times. That's what I started to sing because you you brought in the neighbors, the cat, the dogs. <laughs> you brought down, right, down and the that's street. true. Some people right. have pets that are grafted right. into their family. They get winter coats and they all take pictures at holidays. You got the cat in the same pajamas that everybody else is wearing. So, so then where is this family when we setting up all them lights on the crib? Right, <laughs> where they at? They doing their own thing. Why they not over to help with the lights? Right. Exactly what you're saying. We bring it all together because we have friends. Like, so like my family. Like I was telling you, like I can talk all day about my family. Like all my brothers and sisters have at least at least a hundred friends. Right. So because we have such a huge family, right? We are friends with hundreds of people. Right. We treat people pretty good, so we're friends with hundreds and hundreds of people. But the the one thing is is like in our family, right? When the matriarchs moved on, like 
my uncle uh, Ellie, he just passed away. So for the last 20 some years, every Christmas evening, everybody would go to his house, right? And it would be food everywhere. I'm talking from chitlins, which I, my God, will never eat again, right? I was, the last time I had a chitlin, I was 10. No one to the hospital. That was it, right? Then you're talking pig feet, beef, cow tongue. I mean, he has everything, cakes, uh, everything. And my uncle was 89, right? But him and his wife, they had food. They have food every Christmas, everywhere. So we pull up over there in Rosedale, go down, and it's music, it's family, and it, it brings the whole family. So family that don't normally come together, we would all come together, right? I'm talking about any kind of food you want was being made. From spaghetti, turkey, chicken, fish, I mean, everything. And they take up the whole basement, and they have reserves. So she'd be cooking for days. And would have reserves. So when something run out, she throw another little small pan down. People come through, eat, break bread. This is all day. That's a family tradition. Um, when people fight up, like you see people and, and they're trying to, you know, understand it. My thing is, when we have these things, we need to really be, you know, collaborating even more. Like we come together for family. Let's collaborate even more but something happens after christmas after the holiday, after the holiday mm-hmm. i go back to being bugs right I'd be like oh man i ain't calling him he don't call me you know he go back to being you know <laughs> silly but more importantly this is such a good time right and i think that's how do you prepare for that well we start preparing for it sometimes some of us we might have a a drink. Some of us had eggnog. My mom's thing used to be Johnny Walker Red and eggnog. Now, Johnny Walker Red, if any of y'all know, is a, I don't know what the hell it is, but <laughs> it's strong, right? It's an alcohol, right? And she would put it in the eggnog, and it would be like slippers. Here, have some of this eggnog, and you'd be out. So you don't remember back in the day, I don't know if y'all, you remember the Sandman, mm-hmm. right? You got to go to bed before the Sandman show up. You got to go because the Sandman show up, you can't get your toy. Sandman show up, I'm going to put the sand in your face so you can't get your toy. You ain't going to be able to see. Never heard of the oh, Sandman. Oh, yeah, yeah. We had the Sandman. Never heard of the Sandman. We had the Sandman. That's how we had to go to bed for Christmas. You don't want the Sandman to show up and put the sand in your face. You won't be able to see your Christmas gift. Yeah, that's, that's the bullshit. <laughs> that's a, <laughs> you had to do it before Santa Claus got there. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. So you can't get your toys. So that's how they get you in the bed. I don't want the Sandman to come. You know the Sandman, right? Wow. No. Yeah. No. We caught the sand. <laughs> so Christmas, get the, your toys. Uh, we I buried the Sandman. My kids don't know who the hell the Sandman. Like <laughs> I never even talked. I left the Sandman back in the seventies. You know. But again, how do you prepare? What is your favorite meal like for Christmas or Thanksgiving? What's your favorite meal? Well, my favorite meal would be one that I never, ever got until last year, I think. Um, so I always wanted to have barbecue for uh, Thanksgiving and Christmas, uh, not turkey. I always wanted barbecue. Well, who did that, baby? This man I married. Man, <laughs> made it happen. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> yes, yes. So that's a new tradition. So, um, but my favorite, actually, I, I really love the breakfast. Uh, holiday breakfast was always um, exciting to me because, you know, just the people who are around you or the people you uh, invite in. Um, and it's just a way to kick off your day. And, and for breakfast, for me, it would be, you know, into brunch. <laughs> so I need to have more time to have se second helping. So to make sure everything digested properly so I could have some more. But breakfast was always my favorite. Uh, but our uh, traditional family um, holiday dinner always consisted of turkey. That was for Thanksgiving and Christmas. Cranberry sauce, which was my favorite. Um, and Cranberry sauce and my favorite salad was... Um, Marshmallow salad, so Ooh, people know it as ambrosia. But my, the way my mom makes it, it was it was just it was just delicious. So that was one of my favorites. So half of my plate would be marshmallow salad. We are big olive eaters, so we have olives or relish tray. Um, other things that we have, okay, was mandatory macaroni and cheese. And the only person in my family that made macaroni and cheese was my auntie Barbara. She's known for it, and. It's every holiday that she's making macaroni and cheese, and she probably spends two days before making macaroni and cheese. But um, as part of our matriarchs, you know, they had to pass down some of those recipes. So my auntie Brenda makes a, um, it's a walnut, it's a walnut and um, pineapple cake. Mm -hmm. It is, it is delicious. And she. No, go ahead. It's to die for. Uh, <laughs> but it, it, it is delicious so, so a couple of years ago so we have we have the old heads in our in our family so that's you know your aunts and your uncles and you and they start getting into the greats right um we had to be the mantle had to be passed down to this next generation so we're responsible for making sure a lot of those things happen auntie barbara still does some macaroni and cheese auntie brenda still has to do that cake and they're, they're, they have to do that cake until the time that they're no longer able to do those things. The cake and macaroni and cheese is essential. Um, my mom makes a um, tomato and cucumber salad, mandatory. Um, so that's kind of what the old heads do. So what we have bringing in now, we have some vegetarians in our family now. So um, those vegetarians bring in new dishes and a lot of the, you know, the old heads kind of look at it a little bit strange, like, what's that? Uh, well, I'll give it a try. Um, so we have uh, more and more vegetarians that uh, are joining our family every year. So that's a big, that's a big new thing. So it's seafood. It's um, um, lots of vegetables and lots of vegetables cooked in ways that, you know, most people don't, you know, acknowledge it. Yeah, well, a lot of, around a lot of food during the holiday, you need to say <laughs> like you want some of this? No, no, I'm not vegan. <laughs> Cause I, my brother made. Listen, listen. So you know, cream. My brother, he, my brother Curtis, he loves chitlins, liver. Like so, they the chitlins went got too expensive, so he stopped making them. But a couple of years ago, he made chitlins with red hot sausages. Now, I know y'all ain't never seen that, mm -hmm. but to see it, it is amazing. It is the most horrible looking collection of foods you ever wanted to see, right? And I'm talking about, they smashed it. He was like, yeah, you like that, don't you, babe? I was 
like, I ain't eating that. But they had bread, <laughs> hot sausages, and with the chitlins. And I'm telling you, oh, yeah. And that was it. He said, he said the chitlins got too expensive, so he had to let them go. And so he hasn't made any in a couple of years. Expensive. Expensive. Yeah, wow. chitlins. Yeah, of course. You know, if you love it, they're going to raise the price on it. You know that. Right, that's what they did to smoke turkey for sure. Yeah, so you gotta let them go, let them go, let them have a chill, let them sit there. But the the things that we make, right <laughs> now around Christmas, because we're such creative people, for sure. Right, so my brothers, all my brothers and sisters cook, everybody, but uh, my brother Carl, he'll make something you've never seen, and it'll be good. It might have two toes, one eye. <laughs> a half a shoe, right? But he's going to put it together. And so they like master making goulashes, right? Where, where you call uh, ambrosia, I haven't had any of that since I was probably 12. Wow. 13, right? So when you say ambrosia, I was like, oh, marshmallows, coconut. No, coconut. Well, this would have coconut. I mean, I understand fruit. that that's true. That's that's mm-hmm. what it looks like traditionally, but no, we we didn't do coconut. Right, mm-hmm. and um, with the right with the marshmallows or whatever, <laughs> no, nah, I didn't really like that either. And I I think the thing I tried to stick to the basics. Um, so I got dressing. Dressing is essential too. Dressing. So you make a mm-hmm. good dressing. You make a good dressing. Thank you. Um, I I think. Um, I think this, you know, getting ready for this holiday, I'm doing stuffed boneless chicken thighs with feta. I'm barbecuing. I put some spinach in that plate. (laughs) Feta, right, with the little things. And so I'm going to do a bunch of them, right? Because I know at some point uh, the kids, they they are already like, what'd you make it? (laughs) <laughs> what you doing for for breakfast so that's one um, and make you some baby backs this is a rib eating woman you hear me and being some pizza beans this is a rib and being eating, eating soldier you hear me <laughs> she, we done been the, the top rib joints in the state <laughs> and she's still not happy anyway Right. I think that's what for the holiday. I think that's what I'm gonna do. Um, I don't know if I'm gonna let them marinate. I, I went by the meat market to see the one meat market didn't really have. They didn't have them. It was like you got to buy them in the package. I was like, no, I'm looking for fresh, not in the package, fresh chicken. So I'm gonna have to find that. Go to the deli. I seen a deli in Dearborn. I'm gonna run by there and see what they got. So this is this is the kind of show that happens when people don't eat first. You, you know, <laughs> we talked a lot about, about food. that's what the holiday is about. The holiday is not about food. It's it a, is it's an definitely. asset to it. It's not about the food. It it's is about the fellowship. It is about bringing people having together. some grub. <laughs> if you ain't got no grub. What's up? What were you coming over here for? Ain't no grub. Oh, I just stopped mm. by to say hi. That's a brief visit. But that's part, that is part of our that is part of our culture. We gather around food, uh, whether that that holiday is a family reunion, uh, whether that holiday is uh, 
a birthday. It, it is. We do fellowship around food. We fellowship around food even with our meetings. So when you're trying to come together to um, make decisions or choices, it's important to have food there because it brings that sense of fellowship. It brings that sense of um, being together. And so you have to be mindful, too, though, of the types of food that you have to make sure that everybody has um, everybody's appetite, everybody's uh, eating preference, and even their food aversions are, are um you know, she makes sure you take that into account. Some people don't eat onions. I'm a vegan. <laughs> that's that's my that's my move. So when I see something, I ain't supposed to eat. <laughs> You're like, Calvin, you want some? Nah, I'm a vegan. And then you turn around and eat some ham, honey bacon. Not there. <laughs> <laughs> Look at what is that? Um, oh yeah, I made this. Uh, did you know that the eyeball was still in there? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, what is that? Mm -hmm. Oh, you know, this came from uh, Swahili. My cousin gave me this recipe. What's it called? Pebbles and Bam Bam. Issues. <laughs> <laughs> Issues. All right. So I do want I want to get to these last couple of points because I know we're running out of time. I do want to talk about um, preparing for the holidays um, when it doesn't seem so happy. And so I want people to be able to just have a few tools to help navigate this this time. For everybody, it's not such a joyous time. We have a lot of people who we lost over these last couple of years. And trying to celebrate and be jolly without them is very heavy for a lot of us. So just to be able to help you with a couple of tools, especially, um, you know, trying to uh, celebrate the holidays when you're grieving the losses of people who you love. So I want to just touch a little bit on that and um, talk about the mindset that we have to have and some things to remember. So I'm going to start with the things to remember. We have uh, memories to help us to be able to navigate the next step, the next level, the next iteration, iteration of life. And so what we do is we have those memories to help us to remember. And a lot of us, for some, it's the good things that we remember. And so you want to start to look at, the, through the lens of gratitude, being grateful for having that person in your life, for having that time together, and not focus as much on them not being there because they are actually there with you whenever your memories are reestablished. We were uh, divinely designed to have those memories, to have us to have those people who um, come to us, are with us within that memory. They also come to us because our minds are such that you can feel the joy that you spent with that person. You can feel the, the happy moments. You can look at pictures and remember some of the circumstances around it and what made that person so important to you and made that person such a, a person to remember. So that's when we hold on to those things. That's when we lean into those things. And we lean into that with the mindset of being grateful for having lived a life with them. And so that's one of the first things that that should be one of our go-tos, that we remember, remember the good things, remember how it made us feel to have that person in our lives. That's a, that's a real uh, excellent strategy to use during the holiday. Another strategy that you can use is to honor that person, set a seat at the table for that person. Honor them that way and keep them grafted into your family. Um, in, in my family, in my household, we do an ancestor altar. 
And so we put people on that altar who have made their transitions and people who we also want to remember and allow them to know that we remember them. We also set a plate aside for them um, uh, during the holiday to make sure that we acknowledge their presence then too. So I would encourage you to do much of the same if, if, uh, if it's, I don't want to say if it's too painful, but one of the ways to help you um, get through the pain is to set that seat at the table or set that plate at the table or just acknowledge. That might be the time when you look at pictures. That might be the time when now you create those feelings that you have with the people around you. So that's a second strategy. The third strategy is that I want you to be mindful again and be grateful for what you have whatever you have and whoever you have in this moment to stay present. And sometimes when we think about those things, it takes us back into the past and we're looking, we're physically turning our heads around and looking in the past. When you're loving somebody from where they are, you're looking in front of you and you're looking in your periphery so that you remember them that way and you remember what's coming. What memories are there to come? Who are the people who you can pour that love over and into that are a part of your life right now. So the third strategy I would encourage you to take is to stay present, stay in the present. Who is around you that you can extend that love, that wisdom, or that joy that you had with that person? Who can you give that to? How can you now internalize what they were to you and become that part of that person? So stay in the present um, and, and, and enjoy the moments that you have right now because somebody is celebrating you Somebody is loving you and you are inspiring somebody too with your journey. So make sure that you want to be that part of the joy that that person put into your life. You want to now participate in that and give that to someone forward. So again, stay present, stay present. And then um, the last thing I want to talk about. (laughs) (laughs) The last thing I want to talk about is. Uh, looking okay looking through the holiday season so doing a bit of forecasting so what you want to see happen let's say if thanksgiving is the holiday that you celebrate then what are you looking forward to in thanksgiving what things are important to you to make sure that they happen and then you forecast uh, after that and you celebrate all the december babies in your life make sure you're celebrating both the Sagittarius and the Capricorns, but mostly the Capricorns, whose birthdays are after the holiday and before the new year. Make sure you celebrate all of them. Um, Call them, send them a card, um, send out holiday cards if you have a chance to. Just do something different as well. Do something different this year that you didn't do the year before. Um, But as you move through the holiday season, you move through Christmas, you move through Kwanzaa, you move into New Year's. As you look at the new year, and we're going to have a show before then, so we're going to talk about some real key ways to prepare for the new year. But when you get to that moment, pause so that you can reflect on what 2022 was for you, and then pause and reflect on what you want in 2023. What do you want to see different in your life? What do you want to see different in your community? What do you want to see different in your family? And start the journey of making that happen. Taking small steps, learning new information, reading more books than you take in social media. Read more than you're consuming um, with somebody else's um, impressions. 
because we have to be careful of what we take in visually and we have to be careful of what we hear because we want to make sure that we are being influenced by uh, things that are positive and it says think on these things right whatever things are pure whatever things are good whatever things are beautiful think on those types of things especially when you're forecasting what you want to see in your life speak only of those things that you want not the things that you don't want speak on what you want think first on what you want to have and then speak on it and then take the action towards that thing what she said <laughs> <laughs> so just to uh oh <clears throat> just to be close <laughs> to girl <laughs> so this this week is my third year anniversary to this wonderful oh. we we have had Three years of growth, laughter, um, silliness, <laughs> lots of barbecue. It's been a lot of barbecue. She's she's been uh, as I said, she's the barbecue queen. <laughs> barbecue queen. <laughs> Everything is a song. This is this is one of the things I asked for. I did ask for some a husband that would sing. Yeah, <laughs> and, and I gotta say that this has not been tough. It has most definitely been fun, and to to get to this point, um, you know, I don't know about a lot of people, but growing growing with someone who can accept the best of you and some of the worst of you. And I have to give myself a pat on the back because <laughs> I did it. Girl, let me tell you, woman, I did it. Right? Three years. Y'all have no idea. No. <laughs> but it's been amazing. I love you. And I look forward to uh, We just did FOR. I'm looking forward to the E and forever. And uh, I, I gotta tell you, I'm, I can't be more proud to say we made it. Looks like we made it. <laughs> Thank you, honey. I love you too. <laughs> and so, with that being said, one of the things, uh, tell everybody where they can get you at, Miss Miss Rose. Uh, you can reach me at Your Inspired Journey. Um, yourinspiredjourney.com is the website. You can reach me by phone at 313-759-7855. If you want to set up a, a session, you want to reserve a, a girls' night, you want to do some workshops, you want to take those steps for 2023, absolutely reach out. Let's do it. Awesome. So, again... It's it's amazing how we come to these points in these segments and we laugh. Today was was all kind of technical issues and everything, and we got through it. Right? <laughs> we laughed. Um, we almost shed a few tears. Uh, we couldn't get Dave on, but I'm sure <laughs> we'll get that together. Um, but I just gotta tell you, 
you know, the last message that I'll tell you, you know, put your family first. Enjoy this holiday season, right? Let's not argue. Let's not pick up the news, or cut on the TV, and uh, cousin was shot over a leg, a chicken leg, or cousin. Was, let's, let's let's have a a beautiful Thanksgiving where it's nothing but love and understanding for one another, and especially family. I think we need to use our words to unite, not separate. And with that being said, my name is Calvin Mann. God bless you and encourage me. I'm young. Peace. Goodness. <laughs> it's been a long time since I met you. <laughs> 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 we had to shift the holiday songs around the house. <laughs>